When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Agenda series. Uh, of course, back now. Uh, apologies for being away last week, but uh, it's fine because nothing happened. So, you know, no- nothing happened at all whilst I was away, which was I'm really thankful for that. There was no like, you know, a breakthroughs in record breaking deals and, you know, no you know, young uh, Dutch kind of internationals being made aware that they'll be joining Arsenal or, you know, there's potentially you're targeting the likes of Kylian Mbappe. None of that happened. Um, and it was a really boring week. Am I right, Umar? Yeah, we were saying that um, we wanted you to stay there, to be fair, for a couple of more <laughs> weeks. Honestly, you should have seen the chat box. Like, TC, you better stay in Copenhagen. TC, you better go on another flight somewhere else. We're killing it mm. in the transfer business. And then mm. obviously, because obviously I like yours and that, man, we need to get TC back. <laughs> but no, nah, it's good to have you back in all seriousness. But yeah, it has been um, a not so quiet week, but that's what we love. That's what we love. Yeah, no, of course, just quickly kind of round things up. When I left on Wednesday, I was at the airport as it was confirmed that Arsenal had agreed a price um, with West Ham for Declan Rice. How did you celebrate? What's that? How did you celebrate? Uh, fist pump. I had a burrito uh, with rice in it. To be fair, oh, no, yeah. No, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so I had a yeah, was, uh, I had uh, had a burrito from tortilla, which did have rice in it. Uh, so uh, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't think at the time to to take a video of that as it was being made, but uh, mm. no, I did. Yeah, that's what I had, and uh, then arrived in Denmark, and uh, I had a pizza, which I don't think has like any kind of. We don't really have any Italian links, you know. Um, and I know it's weird to have a pizza in Denmark, but the place was recommended. So it was okay. like, uh, it was a recommendation and uh, it was worth it. It was very good. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I stayed on, you know, I stayed off social media as much as I could. I did a couple of videos here and there, but uh, overall, I managed to kind of just stay as chill as, as feasibly possible and just bask in the. Uh, the arrogance of saying, look, I said, just be chill. It's, mm. you know, don't worry about City. It's going to be fine. Like, he wants Arsenal. I've kept on saying it. That's what he wants. And, you know, it, it looks indeed like that's coming. In terms of an announcement, though, um, you know, it's 22 days, uh, 22 years, sorry, to the day that Sol Campbell was announced as an Arsenal player. I don't think we're going to see anything on the anniversary today in terms of an announcement. We are getting close to the point where I think we're going to see an, uh, an announcement regarding an agreement between the clubs and that a deal is kind of progressing towards the medical side of things uh, very soon. And Timber seems to be in a very similar place as well. But are you, are you getting... Uh, how, how close? What adjective would you use to describe how close this deal is at the moment? For Timber or Deccan Rice? Either of them. Either. It's done. It's done. <laughs> he's just saying it's done signs he'll deliver bro signs he'll deliver I'm just uh, I, I'm, I'm waiting for the official announcement I can't wait but you know what what Elon Musk has done with Twitter 
He's basically ruined it. Mm. I go on Twitter every single time and I says rate limit exceeded, rate limit exceeded. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm done much, with mate. this. Uh, scrolling too I'm, much. <laughs> I'm done with this app. But now I think I think the deal um, is all but done. I think we're just now um, awaiting an official confirmation. Declan Rice is back in uh, London. I think he was mm. playing football with uh, Mark Noble's son. Uh, I saw on Instagram, so um, that that was quite uh, interesting. But yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah. I saw it yesterday. He scored a nice, nice free kick top corner. I'll send you that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. See, I'm always <laughs> alert, bro. It must have been on socials. <laughs> um, but now I'm excited. I'm excited. I think what what we needed to do at the start of the window was get um, our main business done. Um, and it seemed our main business was Kai Havertz, uh, Timber, and Declan Rice. The fact that we've got um, these deals all but over the line, it, it, it keeps us in good stead for the start of the season. Now we can just focus on pre-season, getting ready um, to go again. Um, we've got uh, the US tour. We've got that Nuremberg fixture, Monaco in the Emirates Cup before we take on Manchester City in the Community Shield. So you want to be in the best possible position when you come to face Manchester City. Try and put a marker down at Wembley. I know a lot of people just say, oh, it's the community shield. But Manchester City will be wanting to win that uh, game. Arsenal will be wanting to do similar. So, no, I think the fact that we've got most of our business done uh, for the first time in a long time. Um, and it just makes you feel calm and just basically relaxed. So, mm. yeah, I, I'm buzzing with the, with the news because three top signings and the, the, the quality players, to be honest. No, yeah, they're massive, massive uh, pieces of business for Arsenal to go through the doors and we're very happy for it. Uh, I can see in the chat uh, we've got uh, we've got plenty of regular faces as well. Good to see you. Um, yeah, Marcus says <laughs> announcement expected Friday. I am actually going all away again on Friday. Uh, so <laughs> you can be sure that the announcement is going to come on Friday. So uh, that, that is certainly going to happen. Uh, Hush in the chat saying I'm wearing the club shop again. Look, People say that I'm so positive about Arsenal, I basically work for the club. So I might as well pretend by wearing the clothes that I do, you know. So that's that's the best way, I think, to uh, to think about it. Um, but yeah, thank you everybody in the, chat, in the chat box for joining us. Over uh, nearly 300 of you watching us across YouTube and Facebook. Make sure you do drop a like on the video and subscribe. We're closing in on that 80k. We have uh, passed it, number. apparently. If we passed it. Let me <laughs> check. Have we passed it. Oh, yeah. we've actually done it. Well, I unchecked. So, yeah. See, I leave as well. And we hit 80K. This is clearly another sign. Um, but uh, thank you to everybody for helping us reach uh, 80,000 subscribers on the Arsenal way. That is an incredible achievement. Uh, of course, Uma uh, and Charlie behind the scenes doing so much to help the channel, of course, as well. Um, and we've had a lot of people contribute uh, as we've reached this number that have come and gone. And uh, they're all a big part of that journey. So a massive thank you to all of you guys that have helped us reach that. Um, Kylian Mbappe, <laughs> I mean, this is honestly, I there are some, obviously I like transfer chaos. I was yeah. saying the other day to a friend of mine that, this window's felt pretty tame. Like we've had our targets, mm. we've pushed for those targets, and we look like we're getting those targets. Be that Havertz and uh, and Timber and Rice, but uh, yeah, I feel like with those three done, we're going to move into this period of kind of you know uh, uncertainty and unknown about what's next. And I feel like this Kylian Mbappe story is is peaked early in terms of the chaos. What do you make of this story? <laughs> You know yourself, I'm one of the most optimistic of guys. Mm. Right, so positive, it's done, is it? Is it a done deal? <laughs> but with Mbappe, unfortunately, it's not 
going to happen to be honest um i think what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) you know what i think the funny thing is i think arteta and edu would be ambitious to try and go for him to try and see if there was like a way to try and bring him to the club i could honestly see that happening but i just think the next club that mbappe goes to is real madrid like you you know that it's going to happen whether it's this summer more than likely next summer when he is a free agent in 2024. Um, the fact that Real Madrid have allowed Karim Benzema to depart, the focal point, the, the marquee player, it means there's an opportunity there for Mbappe to come in straight away and be Real Madrid's number nine. And he's always had that wish to go to Real Madrid. Um, it's never materialised due to whatever reasons. But I think next summer will be the time that Mbappe does go over to uh, Madrid. At that front three, he would love to play with them as well, like um, including myself in that, uh, Vinicius, Rodrigo, Mbappe. Mm. It's a great front three. And then behind that, you have Camavinga, Bellingham. So Real Madrid are, are stacked in, in terms of attacking positions. But it's good to dream. It's good to dream. It shows that Arsenal are on the up because a few years ago, there was no way in hell that a lot of fans or opposing fans would be linking Mbappe to Arsenal because it would just be a pipe dream. I still think it is a pipe dream, but it shows how far Arsenal have come that we're now being linked with Mbappe before it was Liverpool or Manchester City being linked with um, such a big name in, in world football. But now it's Arsenal because they see where Arsenal are moving forwards in terms of the project, in terms of having young players within the club that are continuing to improve year on year. So it's a nice feeling. Um, but yeah, it's a feeling that I don't think will materialise, to be honest. But it's good to dream. It's good to dream. I like dreaming, so let me dream in it. <laughs> well, apparently you're not. Like you're saying it's not going to happen. Yeah, let so... me. Let me. I, I don't think it's going to happen. But let me dream. In. It's nice to go <laughs> go sleep and just think about Mbappe in an Arsenal shirt. Just imagine that, though, bro. Mm. Yeah. Look, oh, mate. I, I am. So kind of, I, I live for the transfer window at times. It's one of my favourite times of the year because the chaos of it, the uncertainty of it, the debates that it brings up, everything to do with it. But the idea that Mbappe would join Arsenal, as you said, I just don't see it as a realistic option for us. Um, suggestions that Arsenal have an interest. Sure, look, Arsenal have been interested in Mbappe like any mm. club would be. You know, they're keeping an eye on things. Any club that's fighting for a title, any club that's playing at the elite level is keeping an eye you know, on that situation. Because you don't want to be in a position where you could have done something amazing and then missed out on it. So I'm sure that if there is any smidge of the door being open for Arsenal, they are, you know, considering looking at it, whatever. For me, it seems obvious the next step for him is Real Madrid. That just seems like the next obvious step where he's going to go. And what's interesting, I really hope he stays this season at PSG and leaves on a free. Like, that. that's mm. what I want to happen. You know, I think that'd be hilarious. Like, it would uh, such a massive backfire on PSG, a club that I cannot stand, yeah. you know, in any way. Um, but do you think, I, do you think it's like, do you think like, like, it's a good, like next season, for example, you look at what Arsenal are doing right now. Next summer, if we, say, for example, do well in the upcoming season, go for a title, potentially win a title, or win a big trophy, I think next summer could just be about just buying one player, like one marquee player, compared to buying three, four players in a way. Because you look at Arsenal's team right now, mm. it's it's 80% completed in a way, you'd say, if they get all their targets, Declan Rice, Timber, etc. Next yeah. summer, obviously with the contracts that we basically uh, renegotiated in terms of Saliba, uh, Odegaard potentially, uh, next, Saka, etc. You're looking at next summer... If there's a player like Ozyman, for example, which is available yeah. in the transfer market, 
that could be the only signing that Arsenal go for in a way. Like, do you think that's the next step for our project in a way? I, yeah, I think so. Um, I, I think that Arsenal, you know, we talk about them being in phase four, is it, you know, at the mm. moment? Phase five, you know, phase five. Declan Rice is phase four. And you start yeah. thinking, what, what's phase five? Well, if phase five is, you know, your Man Cities of this world, your Erling Haaland level players surely are what phase five is all about. Um, and so you put Mbappe, you know, in that bracket, you know, of players. Um, I think it's more to do with the numbers of signings we make in phase five regarding Kane each summer. Like I said that I think I need Arsenal to sign five or six players this summer. Mm. Now, I think that that was said based upon who leaves and that was kind of thinking if Tierney goes, if Xhaka and Partey go, uh, potentially even if Smith Rowe went, you know, you'd, you'd need five or six. But with the Partey and Xhaka situation, which we'll talk about in a second, you know, I think maybe we don't need that many depending on if they stay and we'll talk about that shortly. But certainly into 2024, Arsenal should be looking between one and three players a summer, like maximum. Mm. Um, if we're signing more than that, something's gone a bit astray or we've yeah. lost a lot of players or we've had a mayor. But if you think about it, like the average age of the squad, I think is around 24, 25 now. Um, and you've now signed up Saliba to a long-term contract, which is expected. Nelson's expected to sign a new deal. You've signed up Ramsdale, Saka, Martinelli, uh, Gabriel Magalhaes to, to brand new deals. You've brought in, you know, Rice is only 24, being brought in Timbers, what, 21, 22? Um, 22, yeah. Yeah, being brought in. Uh, Havertz is 24, um, and they're signing on long-term deals. You have locked Odegaard's in talks, to my understanding, you know, potentially for a brand new contract as well. He's, what, 24, 25. So you are basically locking in this group through their prime years of their careers. And we shouldn't be in a position where we're going to need to do an overhaul next summer. I was surprised that an overhaul is still being mooted this summer in the midfield. Like hmm. Partey, Xhaka, both leaving, I didn't have on my list of things that I thought I was going to see, do you know? Um, Partey's situation, obviously, there doesn't seem to be a resolution happening at the moment. There's been uh, interest from Juventus and Saudi Arabia, but it's gone very quiet on that front. The Xhaka situation's gone very quiet. Mm. I saw a report, I think it was in the Mirror, uh, at the end of last week, suggesting that Arsenal now, considering Bayer Leverkusen are looking to offer him a significant contract of around four plus years, that Arsenal feel that this isn't kind of a, you know, a jaunt for two years in Bayer Leverkusen, and so we're willing to do kind of a thirty million pound deal. I don't know why that would change if it was a four year deal anyway. To be honest, mm. but the suggestion was that Arsenal will be looking closer to twenty million pounds for Granit Xhaka, and we are now in the week where the players are expecting to come back for, yeah. for first team training. So I didn't expect to see Xhaka back. I yeah. say this every time I talk about this. I, I literally spoke to the man after Forest, and he basically said, "Like we'll learn about his future before Wolves," and we never did. You know, we mm. never heard anything about his future, and uh, yeah, very strange indeed. Um, yeah. Very strange indeed that nothing's changed. What do you think about the Partey Xhaka dynamic? You know what? As the days continue to go go past, I can see Granit Xhaka staying at Arsenal because he probably thought to himself. After that Wolves game, my future at Arsenal is over. A move to buy Leverkusen will materialise quickly. Whatever happened, whatever has happened behind the scenes, I don't know if Mikel Arteta has had another word with him saying, look, I want you to stay one more year. And I think he keeps saying that, stay for one more year, stay for one more year. A lot of Arsenal fans keep talking about 
we're probably waiting for Deccan Rice, that deal to move forward and get that over the line. Mm. And then we'll basically stamp um, Granit Xhaka's move to back to Germany. I, I disagree with that because I think if, like, like you said, apparently Granit Xhaka said his goodbyes to the players, which which would be even more hilarious. The fact that he said goodbyes to the players and come next week could be back saying, and the player like, Granit, I thought you were going to leave. I thought, I thought you left to back to buy Leverkusen and then he'll see him again. Mm. As the days go past, I think he'll stay. I think he'll stay because it's just gone quiet. Really? That is nothing. There's no talk about Granit Xhaka going to buy Leverkusen again. I, I, I know what you're saying. I feel like... I think Partey will go. Like... I think Partey goes. I think Granit Xhaka stays. Really? I, I think it's more like the other way around. You think? Um, yeah. At least we've disagreed for the first time. I know, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't fall out over it. That's how you do it, people. Um <laughs> It's just, I feel like with the Xhaka situation, it's so like, it's like if you're on like a cliff edge, he's like just about to go. And yeah, we're kind of just yeah. waiting for that that click of when the deal kind of starts to happen. I think he'll go. Um, you know, to be honest, I wouldn't mind both of them staying. Like if both of them stayed, fine. You add Rice to Partey. Oof. You add Havertz and Rice to Partey and Xhaka and you're buzzing with that, surely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I think then you've got a proper midfield that can challenge Manchester City. Not only Manchester City, but that can go far in the Champions League as well. You've got uh, rotation, you've got experience, you've got youth, um, you've got first-team quality, interchangeable um, options. So we're in a very good position because we would have options. But I think it's going to be one or, one of, one or the other. I agree. I think it's probably going to be if it's Partey, Shaka stays. If it's Shaka, Partey stays. I think the fact that allowing both of them to go and losing that experience, losing that quality, it could potentially be uh, detrimental to Arsenal for the upcoming season. Because when you look in and around Europe and options, you speak about Lavia. It seems Liverpool um, are looking to sign him now. Fifty million pounds for a nineteen-year-old. It's a lot of money. I'm not saying that he's got. He's not got quality. He's a very talented footballer. But is he the is he the type of footballer that can come in and bridge the gap with Manchester City? In my opinion, no. I think Partey is still a much better midfielder than Lavia. Takeaway injuries aside, Partey is still a very top top good footballer. And then you mm. look at Shaka, the experience that he offers. You look in and around Europe. There's not many options. And again, it shows me that if we do allow Shaka and Partey to depart, I don't think it's going to be a Lavia uh, type of player. I think that's a smokescreen, to be honest. You know, mm. I'm looking at someone like Tushemeni, Frankie De Jong. Yeah, that, I've seen that link. I can't say that the the source, you know, or what, like how reliable the source is for that link. Um, and I've certainly not heard anything to suggest that he's, you know, that we're actively pursuing that, but. With Jude Bellingham coming in, you know, I see they've where got the seven door midfielders. might be open. Seven midfielders. Well, talk me through it because they've got Modric, Cruz, Bellingham, Valverde, Camavinga, hmm. Chuameni, hmm. and who's the other one? Sabalos. Ah, uh, Sabalos, yes. Hmm. So now I think and I look at Modric and Cruz and go, those two are reaching the end of their you know, time. Hmm. And I think you'll probably get one more season from Modric maybe two more seasons from Cruz. Um, he could go on longer, but I don't think he will. And I think that Kamavinga, who has been playing a lot of left-back, to be fair, um, Chuameni and Bellingham, like those three with Valverde, who can play obviously further forward as well, that core is like, why would Real Madrid risk losing that core yeah. of players that can like progress through their peak together? Do you know what I mean? 
Mm. No, I agree. I think it's it's a valid point. But Real Madrid, you know, they're notorious for making uh, rash decisions at times. And you've seen it in the past um, when a player is unhappy. And I, I think right now it's not going to happen because it's Real Madrid are more than likely to keep him. But as the window progresses, you've seen surprises before in the transfer windows when players have come out of nowhere and they basically moved to clubs and you never expected it. And these things can mm. happen. You know, when, the, uh, when you get to the latter stages of the window, the final few weeks, say, for example, if Tushimeni starts the season at Real Madrid, yeah, and he, for the first few games, he doesn't even get a sniff in the Real Madrid team. Ancelotti doesn't play him week in, week out. He doesn't even bring him off the bench. Then questions are going to start to be asked. He's going to start thinking to himself, do I have a, do I have a, like, do I want to stay at this football club? Am mm. I going to get an opportunity to prove myself this season? And then in the back of his mind, he's going to think to himself, listen, I need to go to my representatives and I need to discuss with them. Is this the right club for me at this moment in time? And the mm. similar situation with Frankie de Jong. Like, I, I think, like, right now, I know Xavi has said that he wants to keep him. You saw last summer when Manchester United were going for him. I don't think he wanted to go to Manchester United, to be fair. But there was always talk, like, whispers going around that Frankie may leave. If someone like Shaka and Partey depart, Mikel Arteta is not going to be looking to sign a 19-year-old to bridge the gap to Manchester City. I just can't see it happening, to be honest. Mikel Arteta wants to win. Now, as in now, he doesn't want to win in four or five years. He wants to win now. That's the reason why he signed Declan Rice. If he allows experience to uh, depart the club, he wants to bring in experience. So when you look at what he's probably looking at to sign, you're looking at Tushimeni, someone at that mm. age bracket, high-level experience. Frankie de Jong, I think he's 26 years of age. Players in that mold. That's why, for me, I've always not been in the Lavia bandwagon because I always thought to myself, it's a smokescreen to be honest. But let's see. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, the interest in Lavia is there. I think that I think that Liverpool's interest is obviously a lot further along the line. Chelsea as well have had, had a serious interest in him as well, but they're pushing with the Moises Caicedo situation. It always felt like Lavia was kind of the backup for a lot of teams. Um, a different option. Have There's always been question Fofana mark. as well. Fofana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that... We, yeah, Yusuf Fofana was the other one, weren't we, that we saw a link to. But I think that... The problem is with that midfield area is that they just they can't move until they see what happens with Xhaka and Partey. And then exactly. that leaves Arsenal in a position where they're like reacting rather than being proactive with what they do with the next midfield option. And that's fine. I haven't got a criticism of that because if Xhaka and Partey are to stay, as I say, I think we're sweet. I think you add mm. Rice and Havertz to to um Partey, Xhaka, Odegaard's El Nenny still here, Vieira, Smith Rowe, you know, and I think that's that's a really good unit of players. I don't right. think we need to worry about moving them on. I know Xhaka can play another season at the top level. I know Partey can play another season at the top level. I don't have any issues with that. So for me, the only the only thing that would change that or make us move for and look, fifty million pound for Lavi is a lot of money. Nineteen year old, one season under his belt, you know, it's a lot of money. Um and look, I don't think anyone can sit here and have an argument and say Lavia's, Lavia would put in better performances than Xhaka or Parta next season. He wouldn't. Like, if we're being very honest with ourselves, he wouldn't. They accumulated 50 maybe, points in the first half of the season. Like, he's a very, very talented young player. And if Arsenal sign him, they've got a, one, a really, really strong player for the future. But he's not going to give you more than what the existing players that we've got, I don't think, right now. So... If we end up keeping Xhaka and, and Partey, I think we'll be better for it in this case. And maybe then next summer or in January, 
we have a look at what other midfielders are on the market. You know, mm. I think we've got the best available centre mid that we could get in 100%. Rice this summer. And if it means that there's different options available next summer, if, say, Chouameni is one of those players that, that comes around next summer or later this window or in January, and mm. look, he's a fantastic player, so why wouldn't you be interested? But you know what I mean? I feel like we have to... I think we're like, we need to be smart with what we're doing. And if Xhaka and Partey aren't going, I, you know, I don't think we necessarily need to move for another midfielder. Um, we, of course, will keep you uh, in the loop and we'll be discussing everything going on in the world of Arsenal's transfers on the show. So make sure that you are subscribed. And thank you again for helping us reach that 80,000 subscriber uh, benchmark. A brilliant, uh, brilliant amount of achievement for, for everybody that tunes in and listens. So thank you for that. Do drop a like on today's video as well. We very much would appreciate it. Final thoughts and words, Umar? Mbappe's coming. <laughs> Goodness sakes. <laughs> <laughs> you asked for my final thoughts, didn't it? That's my final thoughts. Please, no one take that seriously. And exactly. Please, exactly. Please. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> it's going to be like He's shot on the news aggregators on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Omar Chowdhury says, Mbappe is coming. Yes, you uh, can see it now. Um, that is not a serious thing, aggregators. Don't take it. Um, thank you, everyone that's listened. I appreciate your time. As always, thank you to everyone in the chat box. Uh, very much appreciate your attendance as well. We're back with more shows more updates, more content, and uh, yeah, we'll see you again very soon. Have a fantastic start to your week, and as always, keep us following us down the Arsenal way. <laughs> I nearly messed that up. Oh, yeah.